everybody. It's Rob, National Fire Radio. Very excited to bring about today our uh, new installment of National Fire Radio Presents the Gospel. Our first guest, we are very lucky and fortunate to have him, uh, Captain Bobby Eckert, the owner, operator, and man of all talents and tricks and of the trade, Bobby Eckert. Bobby, thank you for coming on this morning for our inaugural uh, inception here of the Gospel. Thanks for having me, Rob. Just for the, everybody joining in, um, it's the afternoon, not the morning, but you know. Oh, whatever, yeah. Wherever, wherever Rob's out, I'm trying to save you, but Rob, you're drinking a beer, you're saying good morning, I don't want anybody to think anything bad yet, you know. <laughs> it's going to be, it, it, it's been a rough couple of days, so I've been working a lot. I have no clue what time anything is anymore, so. I know the feeling. I definitely know the feeling. So, Bobby, one of the things that we wanted to really talk about is like passion in the fire service with the gospel in particular. And you're a very passionate person. Uh, just got done watching you at uh, Joey D, um, you know, doing uh, do, doing your thing with uh, was it was what happened at Joey D? Was that considered uh, taking it to the streets or uh, it was a, a version yeah, of it that? Was a, it was an abridged version. We really didn't have a burn room. So we uh, we built one and then mm -hmm. it only lasted one day, obviously because you know we didn't we didn't have a brick or mortar so we couldn't you know build something substantial <laughs> there so we got a burn room the second day you know it wasn't it was a, there was a lot going on um at that facility um you know god bless them for putting it together so you know we did an abridged version we did 16 skill station we were able to make it work and uh you know we we have become the masters of adapting on the fly so we were able to just uh you know, make it work. <clears throat> yeah. Um, talk about, talk about that for a minute, because like the ability for you to adopt on the fly, like that doesn't come from like, you can't fake that. You can't fake what you guys do as far as the, the cadre that you have and that training that you bring forward. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the, it's definitely the, the staff that I have. I, I would not be able to do a single solitary thing without any of them. So, uh, you know, I'm very gracious to their skills and ability and work ethic. Uh, we also have uh, put together uh, a trailer full of more tools than more fire departments could ever dream of having. And on top of that, more tools to build. And, you know, it, you know, we build all our own props. We take pride in that. But sometimes we have to take it to the next level because of, you know, unforeseen circumstances so you know in our trailer is an array of tools and equipment to make sure that we're able to adapt on the fly awesome bobby but um when it comes to like you know the one that we talked about it in the beginning of the with this whole introduction of the gospel but it's about the passion like where what what are your passions in the fire service i know at the beginning you said there's a lot to a, a lot that the a lot that you can cover but what are some of the things that you're seeing that maybe the passion's lacking in the fire service from as you're doing these classes with everybody you know i i i'm passionate about an array of topics as you know from you know being able to uh, know each other for so long now uh, you know I, I love firefighting i love interior firefighting and you know i think it's the way to put out a fire if conditions warrant it you know i, I think one of the biggest things that i see and I hear and I get negativity or, or it is negativity. I get feedback from people, you know, negativity. A lot of people um, trying to get training. Uh, their organizations are resistant upon it. And, you know, I, I do see a lot of negativity out there in the fire service and the fire, well, especially the fire training world. That's a whole other conversation for a whole day. But, um, you know, the, I think the fire service in general, there is this whole, um, 
you know, people would rather hold hold each other down and lift each other up. And it, 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 it can tend to be very frustrating to, to navigate that. And, you know, we get a lot of people that come to us for our open enrollments and, you know, some of the stories we're here, we're just like, wow, well, you're not going to experience that this weekend because that's not how we roll. Um, you know, and, and I would say on top of that is rumors. I, I posted on my Facebook today about rumors. If you don't confirm a rumor from the source and you take a rumor and run with it, you're part of the problem. Um, you know, it's not hard to get somebody's information, especially nowadays in, in the ways of social media and ask them, hey, this really happened. Uh, you know, I usually hear one or two doozies about myself a week, but lately it's been wild. So, you know, it, it's really uh, it's really frustrating to navigate that. And I can only imagine if you're, you know, an entry level firefighter or somebody with not a lot of experience, you know, dipping your toes in the water and you're seeing this negativity like, man, why would I want to be a part of this? You know? Yeah, 100 percent. What's uh, as you're as you've been doing the classes, what what are some things that have been lacking from the students as a baseline that you you find yourselves ha uh, having to build up and kind of overcome? Is there an area in of of that uh, aspect of the firefighter coming in that they don't? Nobody knows how to start a saw. Nobody. It, it, and it's not taught. It, you know, they, I don't you know, I can speak from New Jersey. There's not a, a, a saw portion in the firefighter one program. I believe there's one in the fire, too, if I remember correctly. Uh, from teaching it and taking it. But um, yeah, it, it, saws are a foreign object to these young firefighters. And if you're somebody who says, well, these young kids don't have mechanical aptitude. Well, either did you at one point in your life and somebody taught it to you. I mean, yes, some people are definitely born like Bob Vila, but there's some like me who are not that had to be, that had to be taught it by, you know, by somebody. It's okay to be that person to teach somebody how to start a saw. I, I can tell you, when, when I do a, a open enrollment training weekend, I have over 30 saws. All my saws are broken and down. And a lot of it is from use, but a lot of it is from not knowing how to start it or use it properly. So I think saw, saw use is, is a big thing. And then I also think the, uh, the SCBA, um, you know, we do a mass confidence rotation. It's something that <clears throat> I could take out of the, of the skills if I, if I really wanted to, to make room for other things. But it, it, every time I, I go to toy with it, I go pop it at the station and I realize like how much it is really needed for somebody to have a little more confidence and understanding of uh, troubleshooting and using their SCBA in an IDLH environment. I think that's kind of insane too, because like the SCBA is such a basic portion of our, um, of our get up. It's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to put that on, go put ourselves in the, in, into harm's way and, you know, go do our job so that that's, there's it, issues. Is, it is it is weird to think about that that is an issue but it's also not because you know look at the look at the scba now you know when you get a new air pack at work or at your firehouse do you get a new bracket no you don't and the bracket is goes from your size rob to my size to you know a, a four foot ten firefighter to a six foot eight firefighter the scba it, it bracket and putting it on in the rig can sometimes be counterproductive you got to take it out and adjust it or you know there's no sweet spot of getting in especially if you ride the officer seat so you know I, i'm not surprised that some people have issues uh putting their air pack on and not wearing it properly it's you know there's a lot of things that we do that are very counterproductive to uh how we need to operate because of you know people haven't thought of it or it's you know it is what it is Going back to the saws, you, you talked about how uh, you see a lot of firefighters not um, being able to operate saws. We had a very interesting discussion when I saw you at the beginning of, the, uh, of November for the Joey D uh, Memorial Foundation event, 
Um, and we were talking about battery sauce and you had a very good, uh, like, I don't know if you remember what you said to me exactly, but you, you kind of went with, there's two things firemen don't do really well. Can you just hit on that? We suck. We, we suck at anything battery operated. It, it, we, we absolutely suck at taking care of batteries. I don't know why. I mean, I'm, I'm just to blame it. I bring it to my house and suck at taking care of batteries. It's not, it's just not our thing. I, I, you know, and is there a place for battery operated saws? There absolutely is, but be buyer beware. The salesman selling you the most expensive thing to get a commission, just so you know, they salesmen work on commission. So, you know, is there a place for them? I, I'm sure there is. Um, am I jealous? Some people have them. I am. I would love to have them at work for, for the right things. But, you know, that battery, that battery operated soul is going to fail because that battery is eventually going to, you know, wear and take a shit. And, you know, we're not, we're, we're not going to do the due diligence to, to take care of it properly. That's just, that's just firefighters and batteries, anything battery operated. Right. And I believe the other part of the conversation was screen doors. There screen are two doors, and there's nothing that'll mess up a firefight other than a screen door. And I've seen many people wrestle with them instead of just taking them right out of the firefight. So yeah, screen doors and batteries are not our friends. <laughs> Actually, that was I, when we were in uh, outside of Philadelphia for the um, the first event with uh, Interships when we did the live. I remember that being the whole the whole aspect as you were uh, yeah, modifying a prop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a reality. I see it often, uh, you know, that storm door, screen door, just really <laughs> wreak havoc on operations when you can tie it off or rip it off or you don't need you don't need to maintain the integrity of a storm door or screen door. It's it can get be taken out of the fire out of the fight and thrown in the street or, you know, you can have a bystander hole it open or something. But, you know, that, that screen door is is our enemy. It is. Yeah, it's always going to create an obstruction coming in, in, in and out because it's always, you know, I, I just like you said, you you watch people struggle with it and it's really fairly easy to get rid of it uh, in, in a situation. In tunnel vision and, you know, you know, when your adrenaline's pumping, sometimes you don't, you know, it can be often overlooked. 100%. Um, I know that like, there's a lot of other issues, uh, not issues, but there's a lot of other things that you bring to the table with accurate fire tactics. And a lot of this comes from your own experience coming up through the ranks Uh be it from you know the volunteer side when you started out to um, where you're currently working, like how do you draw from those experiences to deliver a, a great product for the student? I want people to learn from my mistakes because I've made so many of them. And I think it's okay to make a mistake. I think it's healthy to make a mistake. I think we're all human beings and we make them. I think it's recognition of the mistake and learning from it and building off it that makes you a better firefighter, human being, husband, wife, son, brother, whatever. So, you know, I think it's that. I think I try to draw from my experiences, good or bad. And I try to just, I try to instill reality. I really wish, you know, I, again, I was fortunate to be around a lot of good people. I was also fortunate to be around a lot of bad people. And when you're around somebody bad, don't look at it so bad as a negative situation for you. You can actually find a learning experience in it because number one, nothing lasts forever. So mm -hmm. you'll get away from it eventually. But number two, you know, you, you can build upon that to, to, to really, um, you know, want to learn or push yourself in a better direction. And I think uh, a lot of our programs, a lot of our classes, I mean, um, I can say 100% of our hands-on classes are, you know, built from not only my mistakes, but, you know, the mistakes of my staff and, you know, their experiences as well. You know, they take it and, you know, assign two, three guys to that station and they make it their own from their own experiences as well. So, 
you know, it, it, it's more of just learning, but I always try to throw reality in there because I think reality is where uh, fire training is lacking. And I think, you know, what, when you're able to add a level of realism, it not only, uh, you know, works to, to make it a great experience for the, for the person taking class, but it also gives them a sense of confidence when they're actually in a realistic situation. Like, oh, I've done this before. It was in training, it was controlled, but I've been in this type of smoke before. I've been in this type of heat before. And, you know, it, it's, um, it's tough. It's tough to translate via uh, social media or the internet, but, um, you know, it, it, it's something you kind of just have to experience yourself, if that makes sense. No, it, it does. And I, I like one of the things that I'm, I've struggled with as I've moved on in my career with, uh, you know, getting promoted, becoming a municipal fire instructor is this whole concept of like, like there's a, there's an entry level training, but then it just seems like that's where our academies stop. And it, it's like, they, they teach them how to get to A, B and C, and then it's done. And they don't want to go through and like actually teach them like the realistic part of it, you know, um, the, the reality based training. And I, I can't for the life of me figure out why the, the fire service has not moved on on a more, I don't want to say the widespread level of making realistic fire training. I think, I think because you have to make the experience first, you have to put the experience of the class first. And I think a lot of people have a tough time doing that. Um, you know, it's more about JPRs to them and, uh, you know, whatever I can tell you for, um, you know, when you take any, any of my hands-on classes, I have goals. I write, um, you know, my instructors understand what we're trying to hit through throughout the class, but I just kind of let it flow organically to, you know, wherever we're at. It's not about JPRs. It's more about the, the experience and translating the instructor's experience uh, for example, we did the, the flips at Joey D. I put a video up of it and I put a, like a, a 30 second clip up of it. And the backlash I got from these, these dudes that are apparently experts at thermal imaging. I, I didn't know there was such a thing um, on how I wasn't using the camera properly. And I, I, how they, what they were seeing versus what we were doing were two different things. And it was very hard to translate. I thought I was able to do it. But dude, I had people coming at me wanting to literally fist fight me, literally fist fight me over over a video, and I'm like, bro, like you you don't understand what we're trying to do. It's just just shut up. But you know, it, it's people don't understand what what you're trying to do unless you sit there and you know come and experience it for yourself. And you know, a station that's more, the station that's more about the experience or the training that's more about the experience and the person taking the class to me are the better classes I've ever taken in my entire life. And we're able to take something away from them and use them still today. And, you know, I, I think, um, I think that says something about fire training that, that people don't want to put the experience first, you know? And, and I think that's why we're, we're, we have the success we've been having is because, you know, we care so much about the training experience and the person taking it that we want them to succeed so so much and i think that's why we get a lot of repeat customers as well um that come through and you know yeah. skills even more and so let's let's uh circle back real quick to the flips class um and and just talk about that for the people who were not there uh or maybe they haven't seen the video and all the backlash uh that came from it um and so so what, what was this uh flips portion of your program uh flips is um 
Flips is a brainchild of myself and uh, Jason Leone, who works in Baltimore City. And Jay and I just were having a conversation one day about good heat versus bad heat and how there is it. And we were both talking because we're both Jay's a master stoker. What he can do with hay is unbelievable. And, you know, we were just having the conversation like, hey, do you feel like, you know, you're a better firefighter because you know how to stoke properly? Because I've always thought that, you know, like my dad teaching me that skill as a young as a, as a young man gave me like an edge. And mm-hmm. we were talking about like good heat versus bad heat and things of that nature. And, you know, lo and behold, a lot of people don't understand is when you when you open your your nozzle on a room on fire, not only do you lose vis- all visibility till the fire is over, but you also flip the temperature of the room. It gets hotter before it gets colder. So that's why, we, you know, we it, it, it we went down a rabbit hole. And you know how, you know, them conversations go with other firefighters. You go in many different directions. Yeah. And we devised the flip station. So the flip station was our partnership with FLIR. We have multiple FLIR thermal imaging cameras. We bring you into a room. We show you fire behavior from incipient uh, free, you know, free burn, rollover, flashover, decay. We show you what happened when the room flips, and we show you good heat versus bad heat. It's not a thermal imaging class. We show you ther- the thermal imaging comes up, and the thermal imager goes to the floor, and it shows floor temperature. Because there are, in areas adjacent to rooms that are fully involved, there are livable, survivable space where people that people that are trapped could be that you could affect a rescue before you operate your hose line and interior. That's why, you know, if you're on the nozzle, scan the floor before you open the line. So, you know, we went down that we, we, I posted the video and lo and behold, every dollhouse thermal imaging guy, you know, appeared and, and um, you know, Which- uh, it, it, it was quite interesting to, to see their perspective and uh, you know, to tell me I'm, 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 I'm thermal imaging wrong. Well, you know, I'm, I'm doing what the manufacturer says to do with the camera. So I don't, you know, it was a lot of confusion, but you know, I, I had to delete a lot of the comments cause it was taken away from, which I don't usually do, but it was taken away from the actual class that we did and flips is in, will be in every single class that we do moving forward. And it is our, um, mo- it, it is our most, um, greatest feedback. I, you know, we get a great feedback from all our stations, but we get the best, the most feedback positive from that station. Um, since we've done it. So the, the, and I'm happy you brought this up because I, I filmed uh, the, the, the portion of, of flips. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it was my film that I covered when that was brought up the controversy or not, but uh, like I understood this concept. It was taught to me in my fire Academy in Westchester County at some point, but it, like the way that you presented the material was absolutely awesome with your staff. I think I had Tristan in the room with me when, yeah. when we did. Yeah, Jimmy Urban was in there. Two two good dudes, and 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 that's, I I agree. I I've taken the fire behavior thermal engine thing multiple times, multiple times, and it's great. It shows you a lot, but it's another thing to show, and it's another thing to feel, and, and I think it's so important to feel that heat. And when you exactly. have two, when you have two instructors that know, that have the, enough fire experience to tell you that this is good heat, this is bad heat, and then when you leave there and you go to a working fire. And people say, whoa, this, you know, this situation's bad. Maybe you don't have a thermal imaging camera because not everybody has one. And you're like, okay, well, I was just in this class and I know that this heat's not bad, but it's getting bad. I need to reposition myself or I need to open the hose line or we need vertical ventilation or whatever. The whole portion of that rotation is about showing you 
good heat versus bad, fire behavior up close, and to spark you to make a decision to change the conditions to a better, more favorable place for you to operate. 100%. And I like for the for all of our keyboard commanders out there in the in the keyboard battalion, I think the important thing that I want all of you to take away from this <laughs> is is that like when you see stuff like this, instead of opening your you know your your fingers and uh and typing away, like I was there, and I like I said, like I've had this information before. Nobody was set up that this was a thermal imaging class first and foremost. It was all about flipping the room, and like experience. I mean, you are probably one of the most accessible instructors that I know. That are out there on the circuit like and that's not a, a knock at any other instructors it's just i know that you will get back you will engage the people who are out there like ask about what is happening because i you know it, it the, the the part for me that was disappointing about this was that at over i think i have 22 years now in the fire service from being a volunteer and on, on the career side i learned a lot that day and got a refresher into what it was like to be in that room and experience that good heat versus the bad heat. So like for, you know, potential students out there to throw the shade out when it's such good life-saving information for us as firefighters, you know, like just get off the keyboard. Like they can't, they can't help themselves and it's okay, man. I just, uh, I don't ever want to deter. And, you know, there was a lot, we got a lot of great feedback from that, from that rotation. And, uh, if you come burn with us in March, we got to take into the streets coming up in March 11th, 12th, 13th in Westchester, PA. I can guarantee your flip experience will be the best there has ever been because of the building and, you know, some of the stuff we have planned for it. And, uh, you know, it is what it is, Rob. I don't, I don't take it personal, but, you know, I don't ever want anybody who is uh, trying to learn from what we're trying to do be deterred or, you know, question the information they're getting because it's all experience-based every 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 ounce of it is experience-based. 100%. Um, and like nothing for nothing, how, how do you, how did you come up with picking, uh, pick, picking, that's a new word. How did you come up with selecting your, your cadre, you, the people that you work with? Because one of the things that I've realized is you don't talk down to people uh, and, and nor does your, the, the, the people who teach with you. And that, that to me is huge. Like there's never, I've, I've, and I've watched a lot of different people do some instruction and there's different ways for different folks, but like, I've never seen anybody from your staff or yourself just berate somebody for the sake of berating somebody. Yeah, it's not our style. Um, you know, I, 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 when I got the idea or the drive to do this, there was people in my mind that I knew I had to have, um, you know, and it's honestly, it's just kind of grown organically. I, I think number one is you got to have the same values that I have. I think sharing values is important because we're family business. Uh, um, you know, the, the, the front office, even though I'm not allowed to say it's my, the girls, cause my wife says that's sexist. You know, I have Bryn, I got Kate, I got Marlena. Okay. They're all family people. They run, they run the front office from there. Okay. Um, you, chances are, if you come to one of open enrollment events, you're going to see at least one, if not all of my children running around, we're a family business. So, you know, we take, a, we take pride in that. Number two is a lot of people seek us out because they want to learn and because they haven't learned from what they were doing or how they were doing it before. And I know how they were doing it before because I taught at a fire academy where, you know, they're yelling at people like it's like it's Marine boot camp, And that's not how people learn. You know, a lot of people don't learn that way. So 
you know, I, I think trying to find people that have the same values as me is very important. Um, their skill set, their experience, um, you know, speaks to themselves. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, it, it's just round pegs, round holes when you're building a team. You know, you, 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 you want people that are stronger than you in, in many ways. Uh, I have guys, for example, Kate's husband, Tom, Tom can build a house blindfolded. He's that good. And, you know, he's because of his skill set and guys like uh, Victor Farinelli, Jimmy Irvin, you know, Jeff Sanderson, you know, because these guys have the skill sets they have, uh, Jim Strzok, I'm able to, to build shit that other people can't build. And I can't build that way, but I bring people on the can. So, you know, when you're, when you're trying to build, you know, um, you know, a, a, something that's, that you want bigger than yourself, you gotta, you gotta get people that are good at what they do and, you know, give them the tools and set them up for success to be able to do it properly. Bobby, if there's a, so like when we, when, when, when Jeremy and I first met you down in, uh, 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 was it um, an LBI in, in New yeah. Jersey? I think we were at Surf City, right? How, how far along in Eckert Fire Tactics were you at that point? Uh, I was eight months, nine months into it. And, that, and you, you, you taught a couple classes prior to that? Yeah, I was out there a little bit, and then I got hurt, and then I got out there a little bit after I got hurt. So that, that was like two, 2018, yeah. and then now we're we're here at the end of 2021. What are some of the things that you've been most proud of having started walking down this path with Eckert Fire Tactics? Uh, I'm proud of the organic movement of it. You know, we just wake up and we're us every day. We don't try to, you know, be nothing but ourselves. Uh, I'm proud of my staff, uh, of how hard they work. I couldn't ask for more hardworking people from, from, you know, the front office, my front office ladies to everybody. Um, but I, I, I'm proud of the feedback we get from firefighters that have taken our classes and, and take the time to let me know that something that they learned actually helped them at a working fire. You know, we, we've gotten um, information that people have had, have made legitimate rescues and have done some life safety stuff from information that they've gotten from us. And to that, to me, that is what I'm most proud of. Um, you know, we were able to, you know, be there for, you know, some people when they were having a rough time. We're, we're very proud of that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, they, they've come and hung out with us and it's recharged them in the fire service. We're also proud of that. But, you know, I, I'm proud of the, I'm just proud of the, the, the mission and the experience. And I'm proud of what we do every day. And we're not stopping. We're not going anywhere. And we're only going to just keep moving. So, Thank you God know, for that. Come and come and hang out with us because I, I think it's a good experience. I think it's a positive atmosphere, and you know we just want to make you a better firefighter. That's that's honest to God. It's all we want to do. Was there was there a moment that you had like the you know the the epiphany that you were onto something? I mean, obviously you're like you're motivated to start the business, start Eckert Fire Tactics, start doing some classes, and then you moved into the hands on, but like. I don't want to say that you have the moment when you're like, Hey, I've arrived, but did you, did you have a moment similar to that where you were just like this, this we're, we're on to something here. This is going to be good. Uh, yes. And no, I've almost folded it like 26 times. Not going to lie to everybody. That's a, that's a fact. It's uh, it is, it went from something that, 
was nothing to something that is literally more than a full-time job for me. So, you know, it can be trying to split my time between my family and work and this and everything else. It's time consuming, but I don't think I've ever, you know, yes and no. I think the more we grow, the more I'm distracted with something that's part of the growth that maybe I maybe haven't had that aha moment. I think one of the coolest things for me personally is when I went to work, when I, when I wake up in the morning, I go to, I don't check my phone until like after five, after seven from the night before. I just don't, um, or my social media. I I try to just, uh, I try to, there's like a, there's a 30 minute, 30, 35 minute window from when I wake up to I get to work that I just like to enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. And, well, I got to work one day, I opened up my Instagram and there was a message from Jim McCormick from FDTN asking to use one of my write-ups for my Tuesday post for his article. That was something that I will never, ever, ever forget. Um, that was very cool. That was cool. Um, and since then, I've had a few articles in his magazine, which I can say I never in a million years thought I would even ever be considered for that. So that was extremely, I'm grateful for that opportunity. Uh, and then just recently around, um, right, uh, right after, right, right before Halloween, I got a text message and uh, said, Hey, it's Bobby Halton. Uh, can you give me a phone call? That was, that was another one was like, wow. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, little things like that just help solidify some of the things, you know, uh, especially it's not always, it's not always glitz and glamor. You know, the fire training world can be a little catty and uh, tough to navigate. But, yeah, I mean, those those two things were really cool for me. But, you know, again, it's more about the student than than the accolades. It really is. Now, have you gotten to go out to Indiana? Indiana is where Jim McCormick's. uh... And I was I went there when I was either 19 or 20. I can't forget. That was the last time I've been there. Um, And, you know, it's uh, it's it's a fire. It's a fireman. Disneyland I mean you're going to be able to do things out there that you know a lot of people don't let you do in other training but you know Jim is the is the godfather of reality and fire training if you ask me yeah I I I think of you going out there now uh, especially with some of your 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 crew that you have assembled and it's kind of like that scene in Ghostbusters where the you know the gatekeeper and the key master get together you know like it just like the amount of cool stuff that could happen out there and realistic fire training. Um, like that would just be a, I, I would love to uh, carry the bags for that. That, that, that weekend. You know, Jim is one of them people that I can honestly say as, even as a young firefighter inspired me, you know, mm-hmm. was, was an inspiration to me in my career. Um, you know, one thing I, when I left FDTN with putting Silvadine on my shoulder and neck from being burnt, which was awesome. Um, you know, I left there knowing that, you know, I always got to find the best version of myself when there's a working fire. And the only way to do that is through practice and repetition. And, uh, you know, I, I, you eat a lot of humble pie when, when, when you're, when you're, when you're out there and I can't say enough about it. Yeah, that's, that's, that is a, uh, a good way to put that, um, there was one other thing that just kind of, oh, uh, so like Jim McCormick, like definitely uh, influential to you. Is there anybody else who's influenced you to, to kind of like propel you forward on, on this journey that you've taken 
with accurate fire tactics and just yourself personally? Um, my father, my father's always been inspiration. Uh, you know, just, um, he might not know it. I, I probably don't tell him enough. Um, but I'm not good with stuff like that. So I, you know, uh, you know, I learned about doing the right thing from him. You know, there's a man that always does the right thing, even when it's hard. You know, uh, I can say my family, uh, yeah. my children, you know, have been an inspiration to me. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to say my staff, my staff from the front office ladies to, you know, the workers, the instructors, um, them guys have inspired me in ways that I can't even describe because they never tell me no, ever, ever. And I've come up with some wild shit and they have literally thought of a way to control it, make it better and, or make it bigger. And I, I can never in, I can never in a million years thank them enough for everything that they have done for me. They, they had, but they, I draw inspiration from them every single solitary day. And I, I think if you're ever looking to be a leader or a boss or anything, it is the truest statement in the world that your people make or break you. And as a business owner, because this is a business, I can tell you that my experience weighs heavily on those people from when somebody emails to show from showing up to whatever, you know, we make sure that, you know, they make sure that your experience is the best. And if not, and I can tell you, we had that issue in, in Joey D we had the burn room fail on us and we were really pissed off about it that we, at the end of the day, offered everybody who was in that rotation at my guys came up to me and said, we're staying and we're offering another rotation for these guys to have the experience they deserve. And I was like, you guys sure? Like, yeah. And they did, they did, they did that. They didn't have to, they did that. So, you know, that was, uh, that was cool. Yeah. There's, there's dedication and it's not about the money for them. It's not, there's not like a, a whistle that goes off at the end of the day and they punch out like they're there for the duration, which I think is really cool. No, definitely, definitely not. Um, you know, and we we drink cheap beer too, so it's not like we're it's not like we're it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's not like we're having it's not it's not you know we're having the best of the best when it comes to beer either. But uh, you know, they make it happen. They do. So, and, and, you know, we've kind of been going on for about like I think I want to say like 30, 35 minutes, and I wanted to keep this down to you know forty five minutes or less. But I, I just want to touch on building construction really quickly because. Uh, one of the things that I thought of as we're talking is that you do this idiot's guide for building construction and you offer this, this class pretty frequently. There's a reason for it. And, and I know you talk about it in, in your, in your programs, like how the, the buildings are going, like we can learn so much from building construction. Can you just kind of touch on this for a couple of minutes? Because I think this is one of those things that's kind of starting to, you know, or, or was potentially leaving the fire service, but you, you know, how do you approach building construction and how, without going through the whole course, obviously, how do you, how do you make it work for firefighters? Uh, so I'm, I have a college degree, but I didn't get it until 2017 and I'm extremely high school level with reading and writing. So I, you know, building construction is something from when I took it in college, when I took it at Camden County college, when I graduated high school and did like the fire science thing, I got a D and it barely passed. Um, and you know, no, that had, that had nothing to do with the instructor. I think it more had to do with the manual, the book we were using. The instructor was a world of knowledge. I just think 
the book was written so it was a college read and you're like dude we're you know we're firemen we're not you know we're not professors so i think i took i saw a few things the class started from somebody sent me a screenshot of ifsta's um picture in a slide for ifsta and it's it was a type two strip mall and it said type three ordinary and the two couldn't be more different tactically and how they're built and the fire tactics that you employ in both of them and how they collapse and all that stuff. And I kind of just lost my mind. I've always kind of like, you know, been a student of building instruction, kind of got into it when I was studying for the captain's test. And, um, you know, I just, I've learned from teaching that, that people really don't know it and that's okay. That's fine because it's not very, it's not taught very well. And then from teaching fire one, I'm, you know, when they're going through the building instructor chapter, they're just flying through the slides. And they're like, don't worry, you're only going to have like two questions in your test off this chapter. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? That's not how we teach. Let's teach so, you the common denominator of two questions. All right. Like, the, you yeah. know, everybody, everybody thinks, you know, the fire is the obstacle. The fire is the objective. The building in which the fire is at is the obstacle. So the more you know about the obstacle, the better you're going to be able to get the objective. So what I do is I take the five types uh, with pictures of my own from going out and just, you know, I'm a big buff. So I go out and check uh, buildings out and shit like that. So I take the five types, I break them down. I show you how they're built. I show you what's in them. I show you the collapse hazards. I show you how to put people in them. We put water in them, how fire travels. And we go over some tactical applications for each one. That's it. It's, It's nothing crazy. It's about an hour and 40 minutes. And, um, you know, we've been doing on Zoom. I'm doing it at FDIC this year, which is pretty cool, or 2022. And um, we have an, we have one coming up on Zoom the 29th of this December. I only I, – we offer so much on Zoom because we just get asked about it. So we'll get asked about it, and I just – I do it. Um, and, yeah, you get a recording. And, you know, I, I try to teach you building instruction because I'm self-taught myself, and I feel like I'm pretty good at it. I have like a passion for it and I kind of geek out to it alone. I don't really put that out there to the world that for you to, Hey, you should learn this. Well, you should, but you know, here's the best way to learn it. I'm not going to get into the, you know, I, I scratched the surface for everybody to have an understanding. Yeah. No, it, it, it does. And I think I, cause I, I struggle with building construction to this day because of how my brain works for my own abilities with ADHD and stuff and how I have to sit down and read material so I constantly have to go like that, like building construction will be something that I will always have to work on because in my mind, it's a perishable skill. And if I don't consistently look at it, like, and I think it's because of the numbers, honestly, um, the Roman numerals, they, they're, they're, that fucks everybody up right there. I mean, you know, it's, it, yeah. it, there's a, there's a lot and you know, you're not the only one Rob, but it causes people to be like, fuck it. I'm not even going to look at it. And then, oh, wow. Well, you know, you're, you're at a type two you're at a type two strip mall and you just saw on a slideshow earlier that's a type three, you know, uh, ordinary. Well, it's really a non-combustible building. And, you know, you got open steel web bar joists spanning the, you know, the width of the building and they're deflecting 1100 degrees Fahrenheit. And, you know, you're, you're on the roof. So, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it that I think people, you know, it needs to, there needs to be a conversation. There needs to be, um, there needs to be a better book out there that really explains it like like you're an idiot and i think it's okay to 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 admit that sometimes you need to learn like that i know i do and yeah. i know from studying for promotional exams that you know sometimes i'm like what did i just read like i don't even know where to start 
So I think it's, it, I think I try to give everybody a nice starting point. A hundred percent. It's um, what's the word here? It, it uh, like you have to go from the known to the unknown, but sure. especially if the, you know, and I think we were in a clubhouse a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I, by the way, I want to apologize for my publicist, Tanya, for her yeah, not getting all really the, she's getting the bed, Rob, you got to get rid of her. They, maybe, maybe look for somebody else. I got her from you. So I don't know, man, like, it's, <laughs> must be a reason for that. But, um, now, like, uh, you know, there, there really needs to be somebody that, that can go from the known to the unknown. And we were in this clubhouse a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about learning disabilities. And, like, I found out, you know, I have ADHD and they're kind of starting to get the treatments for that so I can learn. You talked a little bit about it in the, in the clubhouse about the dyslexia and how that's kind of prevalent in the fire service on it its is. own. And Well, it's prevalent in the country, but, like, we talked about kind of how you know, fire, the fire service attracts certain individuals because you don't have to be a traditional learner to come in here. Like the folks that can don't, but the problem is they teach you traditional ways of learning. It's it's, so it's counterproductive to the, somebody who comes in and, and, and wants to learn. And then you give them a death by PowerPoint and just confuse everybody. And you're using like stock photos from wherever the fuck, instead of going and getting proper photos for the proper building instruction type and i don't even use the numbers in the uh in my in my program really i just write ordinary and here's what ordinary is but you know depending on where you're at in in the in the country or north america geographically you might need to say when you give your size up like i know where i work i need to call out the building instruction type i need to let everybody know is i have a type 2 non-combustible one story type 2 non-combustible strip store you know 100 by 75 nothing showing or two-story middle of the road ordinary fire showing second floor or you know two and a half story wood frame twin uh smoke showing third floor and it's extending laterally you know you gotta some people need to you know you need to have an understanding of that and you know just because you're an entry-level firefighter doesn't mean you're going to be a chief you know it doesn't mean you're not going to be a chief someday so you know any any little tidbits you can pick up to make you a better on the street that's why we're here Awesome. So, Bob, I think we're about almost back to the 45 minutes uh, here. Is there anything you want to uh, plug? Where can people find you or any final thoughts? Yeah, that you, you, can, uh, you can, to get a hold of me is to email Kate, admin at EckerFireTactics.com that, uh, or just go to EckerFireTactics.com. That's our website. It'll, it's pretty good of getting you through all of what we do on there. If you go to our events page, you see anything where I'm open enrollment that you can be part of. Um, are taken to the streets live fire training weekend. I'm getting ready to advertise that pretty hard. I've been not advertising it hard just because I'm, you know, waiting for everybody to get in gear for holidays. But I'm, you know, we we're about halfway sold out for that, and we have uh, 80 spots, so we got about 40 sold. So we offer group discounts, we offer payment plans. It's 575. It's 575 because I buy my own material. Nobody donates me material. I build all my own props. That's the price. You come. Uh, Friday, it's lecture, beer, pizza, Saturday, Sunday, breakfast, lunch, and your hydration is taken care of. You just show up and train. Bring an air pack at SCBA. We're blocking off those terms, all that stuff. It's March 11th, 12th, 13th in Westchester, Pennsylvania, which is about 30 minutes south uh, west of Philadelphia. So, you know, if you're traveling, we have people come from Nebraska. We have a dude coming from um, Europe. So, you know, there's a lot of different people, a lot of different skill sets. And uh, we really hope to see you there. Have a great holiday. And if there's anything I can ever do for you, do not hesitate to reach out.
Bobby, thank you so much for doing this first episode of the Gospel of Us here at National Fire Radio. I mean, you picked your most uh, religious person. I, I get it, Bobby. What's it? I'm a reverend, so it's uh, <laughs> important for you know for me to have this. But no, thank you, Bobby. I appreciate you, you being here with everything and, and sharing the experiences uh, of yourself and the, and the crew with uh, Eckert Fire Tactics. So, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this uh, first episode of the Gospel of National Fire Radio. Bobby Eckert, Eckert Fire Tactics. Thank you, and uh, have a good one. Be safe out there. Thank you.